0: We come to this place for magic. We come to Pop Review to laugh, to cry, to drink, because we need that, all of us. That indescribable feeling we get when we hit the play button and go somewhere we've never been before. Sound that I can feel. Somehow, heartbreak feels good in a place like this. Not just entertained, but somehow reborn. Together. Pop Poor Review, we make movie podcasts better you could have found out what that rosebud meant, I bet that would have explained everything.
1: No, I don't think so. No. Mr. Kane was a man who got everything he wanted and then lost it. Maybe rosebud was something he couldn't get or something he lost. Anyway, it wouldn't have explained anything. I don't think any word can explain a man's life. No, I guess rosebud is just a piece in a jigsaw puzzle. A missing
2: piece. Welcome back, everyone. Have you popped open a beer or poured yourself a glass of wine yet? Because you're listening to Pop Pour Review with Jimmy Chico. Hello. Kelly Gong. Hi. And myself, Matt Chico. We are the movie podcast where we journey through the IMDb Top 250 list. If you don't have a drink yet, you can try today's inspired drink based off Citizen Kane. The drink today is Rosebud. Almost named it something else. And then I was like, what's the thing I can name it? I (laughs) I almost named it. What what did I? I don't even know. But I was like, oh, Charles Foster. I forgot what it was. And I was like. The El am, Rancho? No, I was like, I am the no, I was gonna name it um, Xanadu after like the building he like, made. <laughs> I was gonna be <laughs> like, no,
1: I was gonna be like, no.
2: <laughs> and I was like, I am the stupidest person because <laughs> I was like, it literally has a name for it. Uh, it's mint, simple syrup, lemon juice, bourbon, and gin. Um, the movie is the movie that came out in 1941. It is number 99 at the time of this recording. So when you listen to it, it may be different. Uh, the director Orson Welles, the writer Herman J Mankiewicz, and Orson Welles, starring Orson Welles. IMDb rating, 8.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomato score, critics 99%. Audiences 90%. uh, Letterboxd, 4.2 out of 5. The box office, it made about $1.6 million, but that's just from re-releases throughout the years around the world. It's not really known how much it made for its original run, but all it's known is that it was a flop when it first came out. Uh, Oscars, it was nominated for Best Picture, nominated for Best Director, nominated for Orson Welles for Best Actor. It won Best Original Screenplay, Nominated for Best Cinematography, nominated for Production Design, nominated for Best Sound, nominated for Best Editing, and nominated for Best Score, which is funny because Mank had almost the identical ones to this, (laughs) which I thought was kind of funny. So Mank got Best Picture, Best Actor, Best Directing, Best Supporting Actress, Best Sound, Best Production Design, Best Score, Best Makeup and Hairstyling, Best Costume Design and Best Cinematography, while well, Citizen Kane, like I said before, got Picture, Director, Actor, Original Screenplay, Cinematography, Production Design, Sound, Editing, and Score. So really, the only difference is that Citizen Kane got and won um, Best Original Screenplay, which Mank did not get, and Mank got Makeup and hairstyling, Costume, um, Best Supporting Actress, and it actually won Cinematography and... Uh, production design, so it actually has more wins than Citizen Kane. I just thought it was very funny how the two movies are related in some capacity, and the Oscars are pretty similar as well. I just thought it was a little interesting tidbit. Um, Do you have your shotgun fact, Jimmy? I do. Let's start with some shotgun Factory
0: you can start for us the film's opening with just the title and no star names was unprecedented in 1941 but it is now the industry norm for hollywood blockbusters which i was a little surprised because i remember watching this like when i watched it again and i was like oh it's going right into the movie we don't have like the end credits beforehand
2: yeah, I, and I kind of got used to that now. I'm like, oh, I like watching like the little like music with the the graphics and stuff and I was like, oh, we're just starting right in. Okay. Oh no, I prefer I know you usually right skip in. those. I usually <laughs>
1: skip it and then I get yelled at by them and I'm just like, I'm sorry, but like I can't do it. I can't.
2: <laughs> I know I have gotten you I've gotten to enjoy those. Kelly, your shotgun fact?
1: My shotgun fact is to keep Studio Execs office back Orson Welles claimed the cast and crew were in rehearsal during the first few days of shooting. When, in fact, they were actually shooting the film. It took a number of days before the studio caught on.
2: Um, and mine is, in April 2021, the film lost its perfect 100% score on Rotten Tomatoes after an 80-year-old negative review from the Chicago Tribune was found. As a result, the score not only went down to 99%, the film was also dethroned by Paddington, Two
1: god damn it <laughs> You know, and the funny thing is i always find padding team 2 so funny but then when me and matt watched it we i both was fell like asleep. we both fell asleep but the thing is is that we woke up and we still watched some of it but it got to the point that i was just like it's not that i loved it but i can't find one thing wrong with it to be like it was bad
2: exactly <laughs> which and then and then watching the because i know the guy who directed those directed wonka and i was watching and i'm like i feel like wonka gonna have that it's not gonna be like great but like You can't find what's wrong with it. It's going to be like charming that like it it blinds you. Yeah, it's
1: just like, it's like a movie that's like, again, it's like, I couldn't, you can't find one thing wrong with it. Yeah. But it's not a movie that you would be like, let me watch this again.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Also, there's a lot of other facts about this movie. Like there's too many has to be at least 100 or more. It was It's a lot, so you, if you want to read more about it, go to IMDb. They're fun facts.
1: It's a, it's a huge endeavor.
2: It really is. Uh, Jimmy, now that we shared some information about the movie, can you please give everyone a beautiful summary of Citizen Kane? Okay. A group of
0: reporters are trying to decipher the last word ever spoken by Charles Foster Kane, the millionaire newspaper tycoon, Rosebud. The film begins with a newsreel detailing Kane's life for the masses And then from there, viewers are shown flashbacks from Kane's life As the reporters investigate further, the viewers see a display of, fascinating, display of a fascinating man's rise to fame And how he eventually fell off the top of the world And
2: before we get into the rest of the movie, let's take a break We'll be right back
1: Oh hi! didn't hear you there this is amy and lexi and we're coming at you from confessions of retail all the tea if you're a retail employee like us then you
2: know that there are some crazy off-the-wall things that happen in your line of work join us every wednesday while we spill all this hot confessional tea on the line of work known as retail Everything from our own experiences to listener-submitted stories. And let me tell you, there are some crazy things that happen that even we can hardly believe. I know, right? You can find us on any major podcast directory. You can join us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. You can follow us on Twitter. And if you have hot tea to spill, you can send it our way to confessionsofretailallthetea at gmail.com. We will see you in the confessional booth. And we're back. Citizen Kane. Let's start with, do you think it should be on the IMDb Top 250 list? Do you think number 99 is the right number for it? Jimmy. I don't know to either of them yeah because i i liked it a lot i like when
0: i re-logged it into letterbox i had it had a four and a half stars i had given it i think when i first watched it a couple of years ago
2: and i did not give it that high of a uh, rating now i'll oh, see it's, it's the opposite for me i feel like i liked it more the second time i watched it
1: why did it go down for
0: you
2: I gave it a three stars this time.
1: Yeah, but why did it go down so much?
2: I
0: was bored. Maybe because I had seen it, but I was just like, this is taking forever. And I was just like, do I think it's to, Do I think it should be considered the best film of all time? Absolutely not. I mean, should it be on the IMD Top 250? Maybe towards the bottom. But I'm not, like, it's not a bad movie, but it is in no way, I think one of the greatest movies of all time.
2: Well, it's funny because a a lot of the reviews, a a lot of them were saying um, it was boring. And like they said, like technical, it's like 10 out of 10. But for like maintaining the viewer's interest, it's three out of 10 was one review. I don't see that personally. I was kind of bored with it the first time I watched it. The second time I watched it, I feel like it flew by. I'm not sure what changed in my mind. I was like really into it. I was like wow, like this is like kind of like go, go, go. It did get a little slow towards the end, but I feel like that was purposeful. But a lot of people did feel the same way as you. I don't agree, but Kelly, what about you?
1: Well, this is the first time that I've watched this in mm-hmm. its entirety. Um, I liked it a lot, but I do feel it was a bit too long. But I can see why Jimmy's score went down. This is a movie that I liked, and I think it's good. I think it definitely belongs in the IMD Top 250. Um, 99, I'm not sure about where I would say it would be. I think actually 99 is probably fine, especially for me as a first-time viewer. But I can see why Jimmy, like this isn't a movie that I would actively watch again. Not because I think it's bad, not because of anything like that. I just am like, if I watched it again, I probably would one, not pay attention because I'd be like, no, I, this isn't a movie I can watch again. Like It's like too long. The story does kind of like, it's, I guess what the thing is, is that it's not a really engaging story. For a first watch, 100% engaged. A second watch, I don't think I would be as engaged. So I'd probably do, I'd probably do exactly what Jimmy did and be like, all right, this really isn't like that great.
2: I guess I'm in minority then, because I feel like I feel like I I, I did the pre. I mean, I agree with you. I think it should be on the IMDb top 250 list, and I think top 100 definitely appropriate for it. Um, I just I don't know. I I, I don't know if it's like I appreciated it more. I don't know what the th- thing was, because a lot of people also said like, ev- a lot of reviews were like Citizen Kane may let some people down, but it's still worth the watch. It's like, which pretty much they were saying like it's difficult to get through, but like. It's such like classic movies that like you need to have that on like a movie you watched.
1: I don't think it's difficult to get through, except towards the end because the last last thirty minutes were really difficult to get through. The, I, I'll say it that, was a little slow, but last it minutes. was like, but I did enjoy, but I did enjoy it. I mm-hmm. didn't think it was really like that boring, but I, I guess it's just because. So so my, it's the same thing that we always have when we talk about these older movies. So much time has gone by that movies have evolved so much that a story such as this isn't as, like, impactful as it once was. And also. Or I've seen
0: it play out in real life.
1: Exactly. And also based on what Matt had told me about the first time you watched it. The first time you watched it was because of Mank. Yeah. So it could have been just, like, you're watching it for the sake of Mank, like, to understand Mank better versus, Mm -hmm. like, actually paying attention to the movie, which is why you might have enjoyed it so much more the second time.
2: Maybe, maybe, because that definitely was why why I wanted to understand Mank. I never saw it before, so I was like, let's watch it, understand it really, I mean, it's fun to watch it knowing the background, but it's not, you don't need to watch it. It's just more of those, like, you you could appreciate it a little better, but... But, like, I think you're, you're correct. You're I think looking i looking
1: through the lens of, like, how can I understand Mank yeah. better with this movie versus let me actually watch this yeah. movie? Yeah.
2: And I see, but to me, I actually thought this movie was like, you just put a black and white filter and it could have came out today. I, I mean, I, also, we
0: are both in different times in our film history watching thing. Like, mm-hmm. I have watched a lot of old movies before. So maybe I'm just like, okay. But, like, you're starting to watch older movies now. And mm-hmm. you maybe you're like, ooh, wow. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, that's nice. Ooh. But, like, I'm like, I've seen them all already. So maybe that's why it doesn't hold up as well the second time.
2: Yeah, I because it was very divisive when the reviews. People either said it was, like, the most important, best movie ever made. And people said, like, it's not the most important movie and greatest movie ever made. But it's definitely worth the watch to appreciate film history and like what it, this movie did back in 1940 and those were kind of the two sides and like it was like literally it was anywhere from nine ten stars to like two stars people are still mentioning that
0: like what i understand is like technically like like you know it's an important movie for 1940 but but like just the year beforehand you had two of what's considered the greatest films of all time still which ones wizard of oz and gone with the wind and i think those hold up so much better and those were technically more marvelous than than citizen kane i've never seen gone with the wind i get what you're saying for wizard of oz i guess there's because they're saying like i think it was like visually both films are like a 10 out of 10 the story for both films are a 10 out of 10 i mean does gone with the wind hold up in politically now no it's still like, and I saw that in the theater, and that's a three and a half hour movie, and that flew by, and I thought that was a great movie. But, um, but maybe like I, I do think that movies before and after are still considered greater than this film.
2: I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying this is the best movie ever made. I do think, like, you know, a lot of like I think they said only one movie before this told a story kind of non linear with flashbacks back and forth. And the flashbacks and nonlinear aspect of it is kind of different because besides Citizen Kane, the earliest film to use flashbacks was the, Pla- the Power and the Glory in 1933. But The Power of the Glory, it didn't use it as much as Citizen Kane did. Citizen Kane was like immersed in the non-linear and the flashbacks going back and forth all over the place. And that's just itself, I think, is something special that makes it kind of different for that time period. When did...
1: Um Yo, Jimbo, come out.
2: The '60s, I
0: believe. It
2: did. Yeah, that was later. On. Yeah. Wow. So I think that this also brought the like non storytelling, the the cinematography. I think. I mean, yes, I I think just the way, it was very experimental. This film, and I think that's what makes it different. I get what you're saying for Wizard of Oz. It was much. It was grander. What you say? It was very like visually accomplished, but this one. That was like more of like a, like a like a blockbuster back then but still very technically sound. This I think was more experimental back for that time that like you would see things now just being done now with what they did back then.
1: I feel like a lot of hype of this movie has more to do with the production of the movie than the movie itself. Mm-hmm. Like just as me and Matt said that the trivia and just the history of making this movie is so notorious and extensive that i feel like it hyped it up more than the actual movie like more than the actual movie was so like i feel like the background of the story might have is kind of like what elevates it and what put it more into the public eye and why people keep talking about it because one of the things that we didn't bring up in our shotgun facts is that orson wells had complete Utter control over this movie. Mm-hmm. As in RKO Studios, the studios that produced and helped create the movie and fund it, basically gave him full and complete creative control, which was unheard of at the time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And like he had, he was like, I get final say. You can't take anything else unless. Unless I approve it, like basically it's he still was
2: pretty unheard. I mean, very few people yeah. even now get. That. So he
1: was directing the whole movie, and everyone thought he was going to be a complete flop. Mm-hmm. And he also had some like specific restrictions, but he also was making pretty much a, a pretty good chunk of bank off this. Yeah, with the contract that they had put in place, basically saying that like he gets twenty percent of the profits after RKO gets their five hundred thousand. But even before the five hundred thousand, he can the his personal like uh, theater, which was Mercury Theaters was um gets a hundred thousand so it's like he had like this unheard of contract and i that caused waves throughout hollywood Mm -hmm. and i think the anticipation for this movie is because of all the publicity and background production shit that went on it that and
2: how i think the whole like um uh, william Hurst situation and how he was trying to like stop this movie and all that i do agree that i think this movie it was probably the most like public it was a very publicized movie back then that all like the scandals and all that so people it's basically probably a don't t- worry darling yeah, situation pretty much actually yeah
1: except that yeah it was a don't worry darling situation with all the scandal that and people went to go see it because of like the shit that was going on but it ended up not doing well like don't worry darling wasn't i don't think it didn't do well at it the box well, office no. and this didn't do initially well at the box office so and I feel like they're like, oh, it's legacy and everything that went on. And I'm like, yeah, but when I look at its legacy, it's mostly because of the shit that went on in the background. Versus like, yes, cinematography and stuff and sound or whatever, they definitely like were top notch. I'm not going to even say 10 out of 10. But like, I think it's a movie more well known for its pub- public shit. Yeah. Versus the actual story and everything about it.
2: I think the story probably is... L- is um- the least, but like yeah, it's like the pub, the publicity, all of the scandal, the technical, like of how this movie was made, and the the difference the movie had compared to other ones back then. And then it was just like the actual story of being a great story, which I enjoy the story. I, I I didn't have a problem with it, but yes, you're right. I, I think oh, also, yeah. this was his first movie ever feature film. I thought that was incredible. I thought he, I was so impressed with Orson Welles.
1: The first time movie film actors, yeah, like almost the entire thing. And he pointed out at the end, to be honest, Orson Welles was amazing. Yeah, I was very like his charisma. I was very like stuck on him. And I was just like, he's kind of giving me Leonardo DiCaprio vibes. And I could totally see if they did a remake of this Leonardo DiCaprio in his role as Charles Foster Kane.
2: I got Leonardo DiCaprio, like Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Charismatic energy.
1: Yeah. And yeah. like. I thought it was great. But then when he got old, I I lost, I did lose interest because I'm like, you know, as he's older, he lost a lot of charisma, which was his story. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but that's another reason why I was like, it's tapering off a lot. A lot and now it's getting a little too long for me. Also.
2: I also thought the makeup and all that was oh, great Oh, the makeup too. was amazing. Because it was even like all, of the, all three of them, like Jedediah, the second wife and him, all of them, I was like, they're the same person, but you can, it doesn't, like, I feel like, Movies now, it's like you can tell. Okay, there's definitely like a certain range of makeup that it looks like them, but it's kind of like to make it look a little older. This was like they look like kind of different people, which I thought was smart. It was not smart. It was a uh, a very good job on their part.
1: Let me be clear, and let me make a comparison. And they, the old, the the way they looked older in here, it, they looked great. And I don't know if maybe because it was black and white, so we didn't maybe. get to see the detail. But I was just like, it looks better than in Oppenheimer when they made him and Emily Blunt look older. <laughs>
2: yeah a little bit and i was like hmm. also another also com- they had great wigs with this movie yeah it's actually funny i read on imdb that the the wig they used for Jedediah, uh the character of Jedediah, apparently was very bad and they had to like make it look good so obviously they did a good job which is i don't know if makeup hairstyling was around then because i'm kind of surprised they didn't get it but i as i'm looking right now i think it just became a category in 1981 so makes sense why it was not nominated <laughs> another comparison was funny to oppenheimer i felt like I, didn't, I, th- I feel like he was so good, the other characters kind of fell by the wayside a little bit. But I feel like it was like how they described Oppenheimer, how they made the movie, where it's like it's about Killian Murphy's Oppenheimer, and all the characters are just there to support. And like, yes, they can have great moments, but like their job is to make the main person better. Mm-hmm. And I thought they did the same like strategy for this movie, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes like the other characters weren't, like they had their moments, but they weren't getting there. It was literally just to build up him to the finale, yeah. which I thought was, I thought it was good on. Uh, which is uh, Orson Welles' job too. I thought he was. I thought he did great all around. I thought it was great. Now, Jimmy, let me ask you this. Another review said it was great style without without much feeling. They said it was a tour de force for screenwriting, director, visual style. I know you don't agree with that necessarily fully, but they said it was missing submission, missing an emotional impact. Do you agree on that? Yeah, because
0: even the first time I saw it, I thought that the rosebud, um. You know when they when you find out what Rosebud is, I was like, oh.
1: I figured that out halfway through the movie.
0: That's it. Oh, really? Yeah. It was. I mean, I knew going shock. into the first time seeing it, but I was just like, oh, that that's it. It's it's a sled from his childhood. Well, I think it's supposed to mean like, um, he'd rather have his old life yes, back. Yes, I understand yeah. it. Did it did, did it land? I don't think it landed.
2: Oh, see, to me, I landed more the maybe. You're right, Kelly. Maybe I was just appreci- like l- focusing on the movie more. But I feel like it did land for me. I was like, "Oh, like knowing what the rosebud meant from the beginning." I was like, "Oh, I kind of get it. Like it's meaning that he would rather have the simple life and not go through this whole roller coaster of success." And I was like, "I can kind of see that." I think it. I think there's been worse endings to move. I think this was a pretty decent ending, and it made sense. And it sort of came followed through for me. Why didn't it follow through for you? Did you uh, say or uh,
0: no? I just, I just thought it just didn't land. Like it just, kind of came out of nowhere, because. That opening scene with him in uh, in the was it like on his stuff? deathbed. No, not, no, it's not even that when he's, I mean, he was a kid. When he was a kid, oh. it's, it's just very like throwaway ish and like you really don't think of it. You're like, okay, this is how he started. He was adopted or his like father took him back, blah, blah, blah. And then you kind of forget all about that until you realize that Rosebud is the sled. If you even remember that he was on a sled, because that's how quick it is.
1: I remembered and I was able to figure out like halfway through the movie. And And
2: you knew idea I had no
1: idea. I just know Rosebud, but I didn't know what it stood for. I was like, oh, maybe it's like a murder mystery or something to be- Mm -hmm. That's why I'm saying I went to Citizen Kane pretty much blank. But I was just like, oh, it's that stupid like sled- I was like, it's probably the name of Sled because of his lost innocence because he's been screaming throughout the movie how much he hates being rich. Yeah. And I was like, that's what it is. So that's why it wasn't a super big shock to me. Also, I feel like I've seen movies before that have done it, probably as in like homage or replicating the ending. Mm -hmm. But to Jimmy's point, I agree because I was just like, why does he want to go back to that time? Because it felt like his mother fucking hated him. And it also his dad was like going to beat him so you I felt I'm his like,
2: mother was hated him i thought it, his mother i felt
1: no emotional connection between him and the parents at all so because there was a lack of emotional connection on my part when i saw it i was like why the fuck do you want to go back to that time i was like it didn't even sound like your mother really cared about you your father acted it like it but then he was just like oh money yeah and then he tried to beat him and i was just like why do you want to go back to this time? I don't know if that's how anyone else felt, but I felt zero emotional connection. So it felt just kind of out of place for me, for him to be like, that's what I was thinking about. I was like, your mom literally gave you away. See, like
2: I, I saw it as, is that how you saw it as well? Yeah. No, I just thought it was just like,
0: it was just not a very, they didn't really like make it a very important scene in the film. But See,
1: why do you think it's not an important scene?
0: Because it's almost like they never refer to it again.
1: Yeah, but, like, did you feel, like, any type of connection to it?
2: No. You thought it had no place in the movie. Yeah, it felt out of, like, it just was weird.
1: See, I agree with him, but the reason I think it was out of place is because there was, like, no connection between any of the characters. Like, I was like, what do I give a shit? It doesn't look like anyone gives a shit about this kid.
2: See, to me, I saw it as the dad beat him. The mom just wanted him to not be in that situation anymore. It would do anything to get him out of it, and he just carpeted. he what's the word compartment compartmentalized and just remember the good and not the bad
1: but i didn't see the mother have that type of connection so because of a lack of connection on her part like she's just like this is what i'm trying to keep you away for but she's like i've had his bags packed for a week i was like okay like you don't give a shit
2: yeah i saw it more as like the moment it came to get him out with the father because they said that you can see a black eye on one of them the mother or the son i didn't see it but they say it's you can there's a note there's a black eye and a A cut on someone. I don't know who. I
1: guess so. But the thing is, again, it goes so by quick, there's Mm -hmm. no way to analyze it unless you go back to see it again. But due to a lack of emotional connection, I just feel like it was like, I just didn't feel like it was, like, important.
2: I almost wish that the last 30, like, I feel like, not the last 30 minutes, but they could have shortened the last 30 minutes of the movie and maybe added more flashbacks to his childhood
1: but they also had chances to have more emotional poignant moment moments in the in the movie like when they were going through the newsreel in the beginning to be honest i was very confused when it first
2: started i was very mm-hmm. confused. the first time i saw it i was i yeah i was,
1: was i was like what the fuck's happening and then i like rewound it twice because i was like i'm still confused like yeah.
2: what are we talking about you should have just went on like wikipedia to tell them it's like okay a newscast is now I, did on, oh, I did that i did that
1: after i did it two times because i was like what is happening <laughs> so confused and then i read it and i was like oh okay now i get it
2: I also think, like, the newscast is just another reason why it was so different um, during that time. And even now, like, that's something someone would do now and back then. Like, that would almost, like, make, pe- make people confused, you know, watching the movie. And, like, I know I, when I first watched it, was kind of confused by it. And it also was just really good. I think it did the job it needed to do. It was different. It was well done. It's just another reason why I think technically this movie is very sound.
1: So when they went through the newsreel, though, they said that his first wife and son died in a car crash. Mm -hmm. But they didn't even show that like when they were actually going through his life. So I was just like, they showed the
2: wife. I don't remember if they showed the son, but not not they didn't show the car crash. Yeah,
1: they didn't show the car crash, nor did they even talk about the car crash when they actually were going through his life. So I was just like you missed a lot of emotional beats that could have made him into a more sympathetic type character or Mm -hmm. understanding, but it's like you skipped over that. And it was like, because of that there, what there is a level of emotional disconnect. Like I didn't feel connected to any of the
2: characters. Yeah. I, I I, I would have rather more of the childhood than that. Like to me, I didn't really need to see that. Um,
1: No, but I'm just saying like, yeah, the childhood. Yes. You could have, gone more into that because then I would have felt more like, oh yeah, he really wants to go back to that Mm -hmm. innocent time. And I was just like, was it really an innocent time based on what we're talking about? Mm
2: -hmm. So you agree with the more that it was, it it was missing an emotional like punch. Yeah, it
1: missed, it missed it uh, a lot. Okay. Based on like, we're talking about someone who's supposed to be a tragic type character. And I was just like, well, at least the bad things happen, but we're like, glance over, glance over, glance over, glance over, glance over.
2: And I think that, I wonder if that was intentional because it was very, like I said before, I feel like he was trying to be like experimental with this movie and just kind of like go from place to place, and maybe that was part of his idea. I don't know. But I don't know. I, I, I did overall enjoy it. I yes, yeah, so there is probably some problems with it, but I'm surprised I thought I, I think maybe the reason why they skipped over it is because the
0: newscast was supposed to get all the big important details in his life and this was supposed to show in between the newsreel. You
2: might be right. That, so that makes that's, sense. That's what,
0: that's what I, because the reporters know all the big, important, because you're kind of seeing this through the eyes of the reporters trying to find out what Rosebud means. So you kind of know all the big, you know, moments, like his wife, first wife and son were killed in a car accident. He gets married, whatever. But and then, you know, I think that's why you don't see it.
1: Which is, like, fine, but it's, like, that's why there is there is a key component missing to the story for me, at least in Citizen Kane. Everything else, technical-wise, I love about it. The sound I thought was amazing. Like, I don't know, because they said that he employed, like, radio techniques when it came to sound. So mm-hmm. I was, like, hearing them speak and stuff, like, it wasn't overdubbed, but it's, like, you know... When they were in big rooms, they echoed. If
2: it was like far away, yeah. Yeah, so I loved all of that. Did you ever see Mank? Yeah. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure because I was, it was like, part they... of our Oscars thing. So oh, that's true. Because I, I forgot it. that they did a lot of like the sound, like they kind of like played. I don't with remember that too. anything
1: about Mank to be oh, no. honest. I remember like little things here and there, him in the bed, Lily Collins, Amanda Seyfried. I don't remember much else. The
2: more I read about the backstory of everything with the movie, I'm like, oh, I remember Mank now. It was more about this. I feel like the scandal of it all than the actual movie, but. Now, do you think if you watched it again, Jimmy, you might appreciate it more or even less? I have no idea,
0: to be honest. Because so, yeah, you, you I remember you loved it. When I you loved first... it, and this one I was like, it was like it's like a, I was like, I am having trouble getting through this. I, mean, so I, I watched it in one sitting, but
2: no, that's funny because I kept looking. I was like, wow, this much time has gone by. Like this is, I it was it attached my interest, but. I guess it it does have that divisiveness of either it's like you watching it just to watch it because it's this great thing that people say or like there's there's all the hype and not people don't don't it doesn't live up to the hype for some people and some people it lives up to the hype or some people like it exceeds the hype. I feel like there's like those I feel like very divisive. I
1: don't think this is a movie that you watch twice. To be honest, I don't think it's a movie you watch twice because the first time I saw I've watched it. I liked it a lot. He liked it a lot. I mean, this is technically your second, but I feel mm. like because you're watching it in a different lens and perspective that it is almost like the first time a, a little bit. But, like, I feel like if you watch it again, then it's, like, it becomes, like, you see more of the things that it's, like, all right, it's not that great, to be quite honest.
2: I get points that I wouldn't want to, I, 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 but I think I might want to watch it again. Just now I want to see if, like, if I feel a second way. But, like, there, yes, the, the ending get slow but like the everything else i was i feel like i would want to watch that again the, like the first half or like first like the like a majority of the movie up until like it's the second wife's story
0: mm-hmm.
2: and i maybe because i also that was my least favorite character she kind of just was whiny a lot and i didn't really care for her yeah so maybe that's why i dragged because it was all about her mm-hmm. but i i enjoyed the rest of the movie because it just was quick it was just the like the edits and stuff like that i just thought it was like, i was like oh wow like this is going by so fast for me it's like they were using all these different techniques that i was like oh okay like it kept your interest and you're like you kept wanting to go back and back and back and then it kind of i feel like a lot of the older movies we're watching towards the end they kind of go more generic mm-hmm. towards the end not generic but what they're used to
1: well that's why like with the older movies when i see it's over an hour and a half i'm like Oof, this i don't think this is gonna end super well in this fact that all the movies I feel like we've watched that has been over an hour and a half where like I know I think I've critiqued that it's too long because mm-hmm. it's like they just don't know how to end it and then they end up going generic.
2: Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. has happened a lot lately. We've been the movies we've been doing.
1: Yeah. I think like North by Northwest, we said the same thing mm-hmm. starts off amazing, but then it hits that generic part in the third act. The Something third else. acts have not been able to yeah. execute very well. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Chinatown? It wasn't Chinatown. No, not definitely not. Yeah, Chinatown. I
2: forgot what the other one. Was. I, I feel like that re, that's been like a recurring theme. Oh. The more older movies we've been doing,
1: a lot of the older movies, especially the black and white ones, the third act hasn't been great for me, in my opinion. Yeah. like it just hits this one part where it's like, I know everything that's
0: about to happen. Right
2: no, now. yeah. Um, were there any reviews you wanted to share, Jim? Uh, let me look. But like well, since we talked about the the. Um, the facts about it. I don't know how many you read Kelly, but like, oh I, God, I tried reading all of it and it was so much. It was just like the, the, <laughs> I'm, I, me too. That's that. But also that's why I knew I was interested in the movie. I was trying to read it during the movie. I was like, no, I'm like, I'm focused on it and I don't want to do both. So I would do it like later, which was like, Oh God, this is too much to read through. But like the attention to detail, I feel like him and the cinematographer had on everything. I was just like kind of mind blown by it.
1: Well, what was mind blowing is that he got the cinematographer, Gary
2: Toland
1: or something like that. I think that was his name.
2: Uh, It was Greg Tolan.
1: Greg Tolan. He he wasn't even an RKO cinematographer. He was, like, from Paramount Studios. Yeah, they lent him, yeah. Well, it wasn't even that they... Yes, they lent him, but he went to Orson Welles and said, I want to do this for you. And it's, like, that's obviously a testament that everyone... Because the whole reason that anyone even wanted Orson Welles, especially RKO, was because of the War of the Worlds broadcast, Yeah, where he, like ensued mass panic and i've heard that war of the worlds broadcast and like it's amazing oh, i can imagine it's so good like i guess like if that's how it was back then i'd fucking think that we were getting invaded by aliens also yeah it creeps me out and the ending it, it, it's it's cre- it creeps me out i'm not gonna lie it creeps the shit out of me yeah i listened to it in class i think but only part one not the second part which is when like part one i think ends with like them being like like people dying and shit like yeah. that. And I was like, like what the fuck? And I still remember it. And it's just like, that's the reason why they took him. Cause he was so good. Oh, at doing yeah. that shit.
2: Also, before you read your review, I, I, we were talking about Rosebud. I, I remember I wrote this down. It said that Orson Welles ended up com- not, it ended up not liking the Rosebud twist. And I, I I'm just, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it was a bad twist. I know we talked about it already, but even Orson Welles, he said it was a dollar book fraud. I don't know what that means.
1: I think he was saying, it's cheap. Cheap. Like that's not like like basically saying like fuck, this is basic.
2: Mhm. But also I know he had a little feud with Mankiewicz. so I wonder if that was him getting back at him. I don't know. Once again, read the history to it. There's a lot to it. <laughs> Please share your reviews too.
0: Okay, so this is uh, by a reviewer called A Shark Reviews Movies.
2: <gasps> I love it. I hope they did the Meg. He said half
0: a star because there are no sharks in the movie.
2: <laughs> okay. Fair, fair points. Um, I would love to read that Letterbox account. I feel like that would be an amazing one just to, like, do a soul podcast. <laughs> oh, well, he loved Shark Tale. Well, of course. But I'm I did not
0: like National Treasure, Oppenheimer, or Jumper.
2: What about Barbie? He's only given
0: one movie a five-star review and Shark Tale. Oh,
2: not even Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um,
0: so, Luna. Okay. Says Paddington 2 is better. I Damn.
2: Uh, Throwback to that reference that we talked about earlier. <laughs> You think Paddington Two is better than this?
1: Yeah, because I can. I've said there's some things wrong with this movie, and I still can't say there's anything wrong with Paddington Two.
2: I know, but I fell asleep during Paddington Two. So did I. But (laughs) I feel like that means something. Okay, sorry. I still
1: can't say anything's bad.
2: Um.
0: So from Yo Mamica, okay, it says yeah, yeah. He revolutionized technique, but he couldn't make me give a single fuck about Rosebud, Boy Wonder, Wells, kind of mid. Just hand me the camera.
2: <laughs> okay. What about okay. A go,
0: any good ones? Want some good ones? There's a lot of five star reviews, but it's just all they're like too long. It's a, well they're we, all like either in a different language or um, they're it's just good. like the best movie <laughs> of all time or it just makes no sense. Oh, here's one by Charlie Fowler. One of the best movies ever made. A masterclass character study with storytelling at a breakneck pace. Not in a bad way. Okay. Um, Rakesh said way ahead of its time It's mad how this Orson Welles directorial debut Give um, yeah, us one more Dylan what? says it's the Citizen
2: Kane of its generation It It is Five stars That's a good one to end on Okay, okay so we're moving on to Win, lose God, I'm going to lose So I brought back the tagline game that we like that we've done a few times. I
1: always lose Uh, this one. Okay. Is
2: it about sharks? No, damn. I should have done sharks, But I hope it's with with Jaws. Maybe I'll do sharks. Um, Citizen Kane is number one movie on AFI's top 100 movies. Guess the next five based on their tagline. Five? Oh, my God. Okay, I got it. Ready? Yeah. Where love cuts as deep as a dagger. (laughs) Jimmy. Romeo and Juliet. No.
1: Wait, what year is this?
2: I don't know. Wait, hold on. I take that the years. What does this
1: have to, does this have any connection to Citizen Kane? No. Okay.
2: Citizen one, Kane is number one movie on AFI Top 100 Movies. These are the next five movies.
1: Where love cuts deeper than a dagger?
2: Where love cuts as deep as a dagger.
1: I need to know more.
2: Airplane. I don't know. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> so where love I think that's in Can you give me the
1: year? Give us the year. I
2: don't,
0: hold, on. hold on. Where love cuts as deep as a dagger.
1: And it has an
2: airplane in it. Yeah, we th- think. No, I think. It, no, it does. It does.
1: Wait, hold on. Did you just make up airplane by yourself?
2: Oh, I just. That was an extra clue for you. Because it wasn't seem like you guys were getting it.
1: Because, uh, yeah, that, that's still. Hold not... on.
2: Uh, the year is 1942.
1: God, there's no fucking <laughs> way I'm going to get this.
2: Where love cu- Who's in it? That will give it away. I'm not going to even Airplane. No,
1: oh, Jim- wait. Is it oh. Casablanca?
2: Yes. Oh, I <laughs> got like Kelly. Don't like that movie. So um, That's why I was like, I, the great movie ride show. When you, kept, when you, kept,
1: like, when you kept saying airplane, I'm like, you airplane, airplane. Said, And well. then I'm like, old movie with an airplane. I, I thought of the great movie ride. And I was
2: like, oh, I, was like I was like, I've was like, seen that clip in the great movie ride. I am like, I definitely know there's an airplane in it. I could have said what? Play it again, Sam. Well, that's not what or this you game is. Or you could have done the um the Warner Brothers theme song. Okay, that's not what this game is. and I would have known. You're a sore loser right now. Stop. You're embarrassing yourself. I'm
1: happy I got one. Give me the one, yeah. Jimmy. Okay,
2: number two. This is probably going to be a speed here. An offer you can't refuse. Jimmy. The Godfather. Yes, correct. Um, Number three. The greatest romance of all time. <laughs> We've mentioned this this podcast so far.
1: Yes. Is it Gone with the Wind? Yes.
2: Whoa.
1: <laughs> Kelly is now winning.
2: If I had to give you both hints, and I'm kind of surprised by Jimmy. I'm
1: surprised you didn't get that one. Yeah. I, I, I w- thought it right away, but I was like, no, there's I no was fucking way. Titanic. I thought that too, but I thought Gone with the Wind first, but I was like.
2: But also think these movies are number one, two, Yes, three, I know. Four, five, That's six. why I didn't okay. press the button and say Titanic. I just want to make sure. Okay, number f- one, two, three, four. I don't think you are going to get this, so I'm going to have to help you. A mighty motion picture of action and adventure. Yeah. Sand.
0: Lawrence of Arabia. Yes. Okay. I would
2: have never gotten that. This is When lit- you said sand, I was going to be like, <laughs> Star Wars
1: Episode 2, that Attack of the Clones.
2: Because <laughs> that's, number, that's number five on the IFI that's top movie. That's mighty,
1: and it has a lot of action, <laughs> and there's sand.
2: Okay, this is literally going to be a speed test. Let me read the whole one It's now. not. It's not. No, No. it literally is after I- It probably is After isn't. I say the fifth word, you're going to understand. Amazing sights to see. The Tornado. Munchkin land. house of a uh, horse of a different color, startling balloon ascent, flying monkeys, trees that talk to you and throw apples. Oh, Jimmy, the Wizard of Oz. He won, but let me tell you, Kelly, you put up a good fight. That's bullshit. You put up a good fight. You thought you were going to get zero. no. You should
1: have said go because I saw you do this and I was like, does this oh, mean? Oh, sorry. Go? I
2: just meant to like finish going because I was like, literally, as soon as I saw tornadoes, especially Munchkin. No, land. when you said Munchkinland, it was yeah, I was like, okay, but you, Kelly. You did much better than you thought. You got Casablanca. And you got Casablanca Gone and Gone with the Wind. Have you ever seen those movies? No. And Attack of the Clones, you almost got If it was on there. To
1: be honest, it's not like I was that far off. You said, no, I mean, like, oh, in time. I
2: was like, yes, <laughs> I was here like, very off.
1: I was like, what was it? A mighty what?
2: A mighty motion picture of action adventure. Yes, if if I didn't mention AFI top one hundred movies, yes, I, I totally forgot you. you actually did mention that. <laughs> I was like, yes, because that's number to five. To be honest, when you, like, the, the
1: entire beginning of that when you said AFI, I, I blanked out. So like okay. I was just like, and then when you said Sand, the come on, like any nerd is going to be like Anakin Skywalker.
2: Um, so MVP, LVP, most valuable player, least valuable player, Jimmy. What is your most most valuable player?
0: Um, my favorite scene in the movie, um, and that is. And I don't, I don't know how to explain the scene, but it's with the dancers and I think they're buying, uh, they're buying out a, uh, one, like another paper or, so, or something. Oh no, it's when too. they signed, oh, they, when signed, they, signed
1: they signed all the writers, all writers from, the from the Chronicle. Chronicle. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. the ice sculpture. But, yeah. yeah
2: that's my that favorite was a scene. great, that was a really good scene. Kelly, your MVP? Cinematography. I'm going to give it to Orson Welles. Uh, Jimmy, your LVP, your least favorite player. The ending. Kelly?
1: Characterization.
2: I'll give it to the character of Susan Alexander Kane. Okay. The second wife. Because okay. she really just kind of annoyed me.
0: <laughs> um, but I liked I liked I liked the scene at the dinner table where they just kept getting farther and farther. That's the apart. first
2: wife? that's the first wife.
0: Was it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, the second wife was like, I don't want to do puzzles anymore. She's
2: the singer that just kept singing and I was like, Stop. She wasn't it, a She good wasn't singer. even that bad
0: of a singer, really. No, but she Oh yes, she's the one who had the opera and they all They built it for her. And then but then she got famous because it, didn't it do No I
2: think good? he just I think he just like or Wrote just fake sp- reviews yeah, yeah I don't know I, I was lost at that point point. Um, And then she's like I don't want to do Jigsaw puzzles anymore I'm like
1: Oh yeah when she was like Putting the puzzle together At first I was super confused Because I was like Oh yeah that's Xanadu I was like yeah. That's a really <laughs> big Fucking set yo Yeah
2: Oh yeah they said There was like 160 sets Which I was or like I
1: thought that was really nice The set
2: So oh, yeah.
1: I was just like cool But yeah she was annoying She's like look at all these Puzzles I'm doing And I'm yeah. like God <laughs> I was like, oh, there's no TV back then.
2: <laughs> Watch your like, damn TV, please? <laughs> well,
1: like, imagine, like, having to, like, hours upon hours. Also, the
2: fireplace was the, the, the logs were the size of them. I was like, if you didn't like it, you could easily walk right into the
1: fire. You probably could have <laughs> spent, like, hours just walking through the house, because he's, like, in the West Wing, there's people oh, still here. Yeah,
2: 100%. Now, finally, time, well, not finally, but two. Um, I was between, like, an eight and a nine, so I'll give it an 8.5.
0: Kelly? I'll give it a
1: 7.
2: I'll give it a 6. Wow, from a 4.5 out of 5 on Letterboxd to a 6.
0: Well, uh, it's a 4.5 to a 3. So uh, calculating... Is that calculation calculation?
2: Yes. Okay, so what's the total?
0: 7.2.
2: Oof. Nowhere near the 8.3 on the IMDb rating. Jimmy, close us out with your clues for next week.
0: Oh, well, we got some some mention of Captain Howdy we got some some peepee on the floor and your mother sucks cock in hell okay stay tuned for that see you later bye. bye bye
2: thanks so much for listening you can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think so leave us a review give us some likes on social media at pop poor review click around www.poppoorreview.com. become a member of our patreon page patreon.com backslash pop poor review for exclusive content and drink recipes and one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your movie Monday.
0: We like to drink and we like to watch movies. That was a Titancast
2: episode.